You can no longer play Steam games on Windows 7 and Windows 8. Cheap, cheap AMD motherboards are coming and some big updates to the Ryzen X 3D chips. Let's get into the hot news, everybody. I'm your Brett host. We're going to be going over the hottest tech news that I can find on the internet this Wednesday, March 29th, 2023, which is a glorious day because my wife is finally returning from South Africa today. Can I get it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks, buddy. I'm excited. It's going to be good. I've been, it's been three. It's been over three weeks. I've been single dadding it with my three kids this entire time. We made it through hot dog and you made it through Windows 7 and Windows 8 for a very long time playing your video games on them and Steam decides no longer is that going to be supported Valve announcing that it's going to be deprecated starting in January of 2024 you can no longer use Windows 7 or Windows 8 in order to play your Steam game the reason Valve is saying that they're doing this is because Steam features rely on an embedded version of Google Chrome which is no longer supported on those operating systems either this seems to be the way that everything's going to continue to march forward other game launchers are having this same problem. We talked previously about how even Plex is removing its support from PlayStation 3 after six years of not even providing a security update. It just appears that the older and older hardware gets, it no longer is going to get supported for you. However, according to Valve's own numbers in the Steam hardware survey, it's roughly 2% of users that are on Windows 7 and Windows 8, which is likely not going to affect too many people. However, I do hear a lot of people constantly say, don't buy digital games because then you never own them. But I'm, I'm curious what you think, especially if you're of that camp, what you think of this situation specifically with Valve making it so that you can no longer use Steam on those operating systems. Does that jive with your worldview of making sure that you can continuously play your video games no matter what, wherever you all are all of the time and owning every piece of media? Or is this sensible because there is no security update and you shouldn't be connecting something that doesn't have a security update to the internet like you would do if you're connecting it to Steam? I want to hear from you down below in the comments while you hear about today's video sponsor. Today's video is sponsored by OnePlus and the all new OnePlus 11 5G. The OnePlus 11 5G is everything you want a modern OnePlus phone to be. It has the latest Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 chipset for incredibly fast performance and better power efficiency, a solid 16 gigabytes of RAM to keep a ton of applications open at the same time, along with UFS 4.0 storage to make sure its ability to multitask is at peak form. The third generation Hasselblad camera system gives you natural color calibration with 10 bit color and three different lenses to choose from, whether it's the 50 megapixel main sensor with OIS, the 115 degree ultra wide lens for wide or macro shots, or the 32 megapixel portrait tele lens for getting those super crisp portrait mode shots. Connectivity is great with dual SIM support for one physical SIM and an eSIM, and the phone will stay supported with four years of OS updates and five years of security updates. And of course, it also charges blisteringly fast. The 80 watt SuperVOOC fast charging system can get you a full battery in 27 minutes on smart rapid charge and that'll work in combination with their battery health engine to make sure the battery retains its high charging speed. But what OnePlus phone would be complete without the alert slider? Quickly and seamlessly switch between full notifications, vibrate, or silent mode with the flick of your finger. The OnePlus 11 5G delivers on everything a OnePlus phone is known for. Check it out at the link in the video description. Big thanks again to OnePlus for sponsoring today's video. You want something with also fast storage? It looks like Diablo 4 is going to be the way to go when it comes to video games that support direct 
direct storage because this wasn't even officially announced, but it appears that this is the second major game to support it. The other one was Forspoken, which again, did not disclose that it was running on Microsoft's direct storage API. However, this is not the one that we are anticipating heavily, which is the one that uses GPU compression and decompression, but rather it still relies on CPU because it's on direct storage 1.0.2. However, it does eliminate a little bit of CPU overhead using the API. So it's cool to see this implemented. It's not quite there yet. There's no official game that supports the GPU decompression, but as soon as we get there, I'm very excited for how fast games on PC are gonna load and deload and do all of the things. It's gonna be a good time. And I feel exactly the same amount of excited for AMD's upcoming A620 motherboards because we're getting more and more details out about those. ASRock's A620M motherboard being pictured, Micro ATX, doesn't support PCI Express 5.0 in any capacity, just 4.0 on both the SSD and the GPU slot, but that's gonna be plenty for, I think, the vast majority of people. The only thing that an A620 likely is to be cut down on are things like VRM cooling and capabilities. So overclocking or even getting the highest end chip might not be the smartest move. But honestly, I think A620, AMD is not releasing it because they realize so many people just don't actually need the B650 or the X670 chipset. And A620 for all of the consumers that I know could get by with all of that feature set. And it looks like the price point is gonna be mighty delicious as well because the first posting of an A620 over on a retailer in Slovakia is showing that it's coming in at a price point of just 87 euros. However, it, considering the fact that they include their tax in that number, if you wanna translate it to the US market, that would be about $79 before tax, which is how we dumbly price things here in the United States. I get it, that makes sense to include in the price we just don't don't do it, I can't help any of that. But 80 bucks for what seems to be a decently specced MSI Pro A620M motherboard, it likely will be good enough for the vast majority of people. You pump that together with a Ryzen 5 7600, you are looking at a very affordable new upgrade. DDR5 is likely still gonna be the most expensive price point upgrade, but we are waiting for A620 to come out. Gigabyte also has a few EEC filings for their A620s. We're just waiting on a release date and an official price sheet, but this is looking to be good. AMD is finally gonna be in a reasonable place when it comes to their latest generation of CPUs. And Reese is gonna be bringing you the latest generation of deals because there's a new generation every day. Yo, welcome back to YFT Deals, bringing you the hottest tech deals on the internet. I'm a little sick, maybe you guys can hear it, but like not in the cool Tony Hawk way. These deals, however, pretty sick. The winds are changing because we have back-to-back -back GPU deals. The XFX Speedster RX 6950 XT is going for only $659.99, which is 29% off. In fact, all their cards are actually on discount at the moment, even the 7000 series, with the 6950 XT having the biggest discount. But I, I encourage you to click around and see if there's something that like fits your budget just perfect. And then next up, we have the Intel Core i9-12900K. You can pick up the 16-core CPU for only $352.38 with the promo code. I'm pretty sure the single hand or anything you throw at it, especially games, it's good stuff. But yeah, those are the deals. You can find these and more linked in the video description down below. But until next time, I'm gonna hand you off back to bread for the rest of your hot news. Cheers. Thanks, Reese. I wonder if I can buy any of those with the Apple Banapple, also known as Apple Buy Now, Pay Later. B-N-P-L, I pronounced that Banapple. I thought it was cute. Kyler, wasn't it cute? It was cute. Me?
Thank you. <laughs> this is going to be rolling out in the U.S. by invite only. If you make purchases on your iPhone or iPad, you can split it up into four different purchases over six weeks. You can't go beyond $1,000 and they don't affect your credit score. Apple just making sure that they get another way to suckle the cash dry out of you, especially if you miss a payment. Then it actually comes with a ton of consequences. Probably not good to do that. However, if you want to split the payments up, buy now, pay later seems to be getting really popular. Let me know. Do you use Banapples? want to hear from you down below in the comments and you might need to use a banapple to afford the rtx 4060 4060 ti six weeks of payments of thousand dollars each i'm exaggerating but it looks like according to wccf tech at least the 4060 and 4060 ti will be dropping in may that's what they say their sources say that's all we got it makes sense the 4070 is going to be coming out on april 13th having the 4060 and 4060 Ti a couple weeks past that. That all makes a lot of, it, it's consecutive. It could potentially go into Computex. We might see it late May in order for Nvidia to have something to launch there. That would be a little too long, but it's possible. And I didn't think this was possible, but we are getting yet another price drop on AMD CPUs. We've already seen this with the 7900X being cheaper than the Ryzen 9 7900. AMD has had to continuously drop the price on their 7000 series CPUs because nobody was buying them because they were waiting for the X3D chips. And guess what just happened? They dropped the price on an X3D chip for the very first time, specifically the one that at least when we went to Micro Center was still sitting on the shelves and actually has been in stock pretty much this entire time. The 7900X3D getting a price drop of 15 bucks to be down to $585. I want to know from you, does this make it more appetizing? But if you go on Newegg, you go on Amazon, they're both selling it for $585. It's not a huge price decrease, but it does help to separate it out from the 7950X3D, which is already at $699. It, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense to get the 12 core when they perform exactly the same, but you lose the multi-core enhancement, so you would just buy that. But if you don't need the extra cores, why are you buying the 12 core when you could just wait for the eight core, which is going to be launching next Thursday on April 6th, which by the way, where we actually just got confirmation. We're going to be partnering up with Micro Center yet again to do a stream where we wait out for the 7800X3D. We buy it in store, we bring it back, we build it in a PC and we're likely going to give it away, which we actually did do the whole giveaway for the 7950X3D PC. And we got another one that we're going to be giving away. This one has a Ryzen 5 7600X and an RTX 3060. It's a whole white and orange scheme we got going on with Azrock's Live Mixer. Anyways, if you want to enter into winning that PC, you can come join us over on Twitch. But the X3D dropping in price, it's really weird that AMD has its structure. Maybe they should have just dropped the 12 core X3D. I want to hear from you down below in the comments. But while we're anticipating that 7800X3D, we are now getting some benchmarks specifically out of Sysoft Sandra with the 7800X3D popping up over there. Now, this is not a gaming benchmark, but it is a first indication of general performance that we were likely to see out of it, and it does fall in line with what you would expect a 7800X3D to do. If you compare it to the current generation, it's roughly around the 7700 non-X chip. It beats out the 5800X3D by a considerable margin, which we're definitely expecting thanks to the IPC improvements of Zen 4, but it also does lose out to the 7700X and definitely loses out to the 7950X3D, but comes in at the performance level that we were entirely expecting. Again, gaming, we are likely to see this thing 
perform nearly identically to the 7950X3D. There are some rumors that it might perform a little bit better because maybe there's a little bit more thermal headroom. Maybe you don't have to deal with the whole issue of parking cores in that whole situation, which we did a video on the 7950X3D right up there. You can check it out. But one of the comments that I saw over and over was, Brett, why didn't you use this thing? Brett, why didn't you use this thing? Brett, why didn't you use this thing to get the performance of the 7950X3D? And the truth is, the reason that I made that video was because I wanted to go into it as an average consumer picking up one of these chips. If I rely on the resources that AMD gives me as a regular person, can I get this thing to perform? No, I cannot. And if there's extra processes and steps that I have to go through, AMD needs to disclose that. And I think that's one of the difficulties with the 7900X3D and 7950X3D is that they, they, they're just a little trickier. They, they require more enthusiast level enthusiasm to get going, whereas the 7800X3D is looking to be more drag and drop because all of the X3D cache it's on one CCD as opposed to having two CCDs for cores. It's it's gonna be a simpler situation, allegedly. So we're, we're looking forward to that. Again, we're gonna be doing the whole Micro Center thing next week. We're giving away this PC. We might, we're likely gonna give away the PC with the 7800X3D, that's that's the idea. Anyways, I'll see you back here for more hot news tomorrow after I've met my wife again, woo!